I'm going to do that too. Baron Psalms, right into the mic. Nice. Mm. Mm. Oh. oh, yeah, we need those empty That's glasses. Uh, are you going to give that to the pastor? I'm oh, sorry. Behold, bless the Lord, all ye servants of the Lord, who by night stand in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hearts to the Lord, sanctuary. Baron Psalms, cheers. Cheers to the king. Cheers to the king. Cheers to the king. Cheers. Praise God. Beautiful. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Cross Politic. It is Beer and Psalms Wednesday. Thank you for joining us. Millions of people. Mm. Millions. I think it's something like 40 or 50 million are about to write a thank you letter to the American people for forgiving them of their students' debt. <laughs> We had a student loan debt. There's student loan debt. Okay. You signed off on this? And I just want to say thank you, hardworking Americans who didn't go to college. (laughs) (laughs) Can you believe our Fight Laugh East conference is only six weeks away? Pack your wife, pack up your kids, and join us in Knoxville, Tennessee, October Mm. 6th through the Mm. 8th. We pulled no punches on the speakers this year. George Gilder. George Gilder. Jared Lawson. Pastor Doug Wilson. Did you want to read? Let him finish. All right, I was getting excited. I was getting excited. (laughs) Dr. Ben Merkel, and of course, everyone's favorite cross boss. Who wrote this? (laughs) And I'll be there as well. (laughs) That's not even mentioning all our fantastic vendors. Come meet friends, drink beer, sing psalms, argue over who's responsible for transgenderism. Which is only a distraction for us to baptize your kids. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, keep in mind that you can get a club member discount, $100 off by joining the club at fightlaughfeast.com and sign up for a membership and then register for the conference to save some more of your hard-earned cash. Don't forget, also, there's a pre-conference business conference thing. Is there still open? You can sign up. There's still room for it. We got... Um, making one, business. One I can't announce. I mean, pretty much said he's coming, but I can't quite announce making it yet. But business Andrew Capricet's make... Uh, business makers in how to how to run and start a business in a woke culture. Yeah. Hey, yeah. isn't Joe, huge. Isn't yeah. uh, Rigney supposed to be on here today? Didn't they, be- Joe Rigney? Uh, <laughs> well, sorry, he, he couldn't come on today. He's trying to come on in the next couple weeks, but cool. we're going to talk about couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What, I, what I, is I he doing? Get on a schedule. I don't know. Well, well, he's a president he's of a, a college. president and a pastor and a pastor. Give, give him a break. Yeah, also, yeah. the live show on Saturday. Don't forget, we're excited to have Megan. Jason Whitlock yes. and Megan. Back Basham talking lies, damn lies, and journalism. Mm. Right? Mm. Oh, yep, man. That's correct. So, okay. So uh, okay. There you go. 80, 87% of journalists are liberals. That's all you got to say. Okay. It's all so lies. we can't wait to yeah. see you at the Fight yeah. Laugh East Conference in Knoxville, October 6th through the 8th, flfnetwork.com. Sign up today. So Joe's administration has been talking about this for pretty much since he got in office. That's about true. student loan debt forgiveness. Yeah. Okay. Mm. There's about $2 trillion, a little less than $2 trillion of student loan uh, debt right now among all college students, and so he had wait, a, wait, he wait, had wait, tell me, you two trillion, two trillion amongst all college students. Amongst. That's not just federal students. There's a difference between the right. No, that's all no, college. That's all college students. That's, okay, that, that'd be private universities, okay. four year, um, you know, nursing schools, hey, lawyer degree, hey, all, hey, all that stuff. You guys have producers, but he's talking about federal funds. Federal, federal loans. loans. Federal that's loans. correct. Oh, yes. Federal loans just given to students. Yeah. yeah, but I want to see what the federal. Mm-hmm. Hang on, I'll get there. I'll get there. Okay. So, okay. so Biden's press conference was on this issue today. Here we go. 
an entire generation is now saddled with unsustainable debt hmm. in exchange for an attempt, at least, at a college degree. The burden is so heavy that even if you graduate, you may not have access to the middle-class life that the college degree once provided. Many people, many people can't qualify for a mortgage to buy a home because of the debt they continue to carry. <laughs> they, uh, you know, they, they, they carry it's too high and they can't come up with the down payment anyway. A lot of folks are even putting off uh, starting families because of the cost. And the dream of starting or owning your own business is just way off in the distance with the debt that's, uh, that you know, so many are saddled with. Many of you had to leave school because of financial strain was much too high. About a third of the borrowers have debt but no degree, and worst of both worlds, debt and no degree. The burden is especially heavy on black and Hispanic borrowers, who on average have less family wealth to pay for it. There's no, they don't own their homes to borrow against to be able to pay for college. Don't, you, don't use us as a way yeah. to don't. Uh -uh. A couple things here. First yeah. of all, um, where's the biggest problem with debt in our society right now? Oh, go ahead, Toby. Yeah, I'll um, see if you get the right the answer. Federal government. There you go. What mm. is what is our national yes. debt right now? Twenty-seven. Give me the slide. <laughs> Give me the slide. Come on, Haley. Oh my gracious! I don't Thirty even, I can't trillion dollars. I was at so twenty-seven. So our current national debt is thirty trillion dollars. And then for every person, <laughs> I, the I room. was like, I teed her up. I was actually scared for a monitor. I was like, you gotta pay for those. Beautiful. Yeah. Ninety thousand dollars for every living person in the yeah. United States. Right. $230,000 for every household in the United States. The reason why it's important to point out household is because of the taxpaying citizens, right? So if you divide this by every person in the United States, well, not all those are actually bur burdening right, right. the cost of that student debt. So when we say household, are we including kids in that household? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so, just wondering. What is a household? What is a household? I know it sounds funny, now, but well, I'm let's, asking, let's, do they have to pay taxes? Now, go okay. back to the college debt here. So you got your bachelor's degree. The average debt's about $28,000. Graduate student loans, about $70,000. Law school, $140,000. So your, um, your debt per student mm. is actually pretty low compared to the debt per um, uh, household mm. that bears the national debt. Right, yeah. right. And and this is – so our the real problem is why isn't Biden dealing with our national debt? Sure. He's what – do you, what do you call it? You know – Pissing in a fire, um, you know, in the wind. You're, you're um, you know, you're trying to you're trying to put what, what out a fire with a little squirt gun. Let's just put it that oh, way. You're okay. trying to put out a fire, a little squirt gun. Okay, uh, that's what he's doing with the national I think debt. You should do a few more analogies. I was gonna let him go. <laughs> Come on. Come on I, I pulled back. I pulled back. So, did I have one more slide here, Haley? That we're gonna show. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's go to the next video here. On top of the five percent, in the top five percent of incomes, by the way will benefit from this action, period. In fact, about 90% of the, the, the eligible beneficiaries make under $75,000 a family. Here's what that means. If you make under $125,000, you get $10,000 knocked off your student debt. If you make under $125,000 a year and you received a Pell Grant, you'll get an additional $10,000 knocked off that total for a total of $20,000 relief. 95% of the borrowers can benefit from these actions. That's 43 million people. Of the 43 million, over 60% are Pell Grant recipients. That's 27 million people who will get $20,000 in debt relief.
Nearly 45% can have their student debt fully canceled. That's 20 million people who can start getting on with their lives. All this means people can start, finally crawl out from under that mountain of debt. Nope. To get on top of their rent and their utilities. To finally think about buying a home or starting a family or starting a business. And by the way, when this happens, the whole economy is better off. So... Thirty thousand, thirty trillion dollars in national debt. Yeah, right? student loan is like one point seven trillion. Let's just round it up to two trillion. Okay. That's six percent of the problem, mm. right? You take thirty. It's actually less than six percent. Like it's like five percent of the problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's what Joe Joe's and trying is, to and target. And isn't this is this actually adding to the problem? It, well, yeah, I mean, it'll add to the problem because it'll add to inflation because you're just basically forgiving money that's not. Active in the economy. That's not productive. I mean, is, in the this so, is this considered debt right now? Well, national debt right now. Um, these these debts. It'll it'll be interesting to see how they write that off the yeah. book, but it'll probably. Add I know to it's going to take three hundred billion before it's all said someone, and done. Someone has to pay it off. Yeah, right. right. You, you know, the other thing is our friend Bonson. This is hilarious. Our yeah. Bonson, our friend Bonson. Go ahead and pull that up, Haley. Uh, he tweeted out the obvious here. No student debt forgiveness. One twenty four ninety nine. Ten thousand student debt forgiven. That was a really stupid decision to make that extra two two dollars, folks. Two dollars. And he, I think he's pointing out something really important. Two dollars. Yeah. Because he's saying, wait a second, if you strive right. to actually go and achieve yep. and make a lot of money to bless a lot of people, yep. we're going to punish you for yep. it. Yeah. And and that's what the you earn two more dollars and you lose ten thousand dollars. The incentive is put on the this wrong is what place. So, the socialism always does. Mm. It's stupid. Socialism, socialism is stupid. De incentivizes. I mean, he's talking about in, you know incentivizing hard work. Yeah. But it's it's actually de-incentivizing. Mm-hmm. It's actually saying, look, you better be careful. You make too much, you're not going to get the next handout. You know, this mm-hmm. feels like the system is rigged against you because, you know, I, I was thinking about this. How do you take back your economy? <laughs> like, really, like, if you think about it, like, how do you take back your economy? Because Start paying for all your own stuff. That's, that's yeah. well, okay, and I wasn't going to finish what I was going to say. And thanks for going joining Cross Politics. <laughs> it's over. That's the, uh, listen, I, 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 I know, I know. Wait, wait, do you want to hear Biden's solution first before we get to this part of the conversation? Uh, his solution. Yeah, here, listen to Biden's solution, um, his additional solution oh. for uh, how they're going to still require some form of student payback. So they're going to forgive all this debt. And he went through the calculation. If you're under $75,000 here, yeah. you get debt forgiven here. If you're under $125,000 here, you get debt here. Now he's going to talk about moving forward. How are we going to require students to pay back debt? Okay. Third thing, we're fixing the student loan program system itself. We've talked about this at length. This is really important. We're proposing to make what's called an income-driven repayment plan simple and fair. And here's how. No one with an undergraduate loan today (laughs) or in the future, whether for a community college or a four-year college, will have to pay more than 5% of their discretionary income to to repay their loan. That's income after you pay the necessities like housing, food, and the like. You currently pay 10%. We're cutting that in half to 5%. And after you pay your loan for 20 years, your obligation will be fulfilled if it hadn't already been fulfilled, meaning you won't have to pay any more, period. And borrowers whose original balance was less than $12,000, many of whom are community college students, will be done paying just after 10 years. These changes will save more than $1,000 a year on average for the borrower. It's a game changer. 
<laughs> here's here's <laughs> how dumb this is. Okay. You, you, whenever, they, whenever a politician says simple and easy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, he says we're going to fix the student loan program itself. Right. Who started it? They did. Yeah. And this is what politicians do is they create a program yep. and then they think, oh, we need to make it better. Yep. We need to make it better. We need to fix it. We need to fix it. And then he goes on. The, the insanity of what he said here, we really need to process this. Okay. Go, um, Gabe. Go for it, brother. Get it. Get it here. Um, uh, so he's going to say you're going to owe 5% to the to the loan for 20 years, yeah. and it's forgiven in 20 years. Yeah. But that 5% of your income yeah. is going to be um, counted after discretionary income. Right. So what does that do? That means when I get out of college, it's better for me to get a huge debt from buying a house. Yep. So let's buy a house. Let's buy a car. Yep. Let's, uh, you know, buy all, all this stuff that's right. that falls under this discretionary yeah. income. Right. Go to a restaurant every day. Yeah. That's yeah. food. Right, food. Go, let's eat out yeah. every day. Yeah, it doesn't incentivize actually being um, wise and careful with your money. Yeah, because if you can minimize that 5% as much as yeah. you can, yeah. live the best life you can, right. it's going to get forgiven in 20 right. years. Right. And, and you're gonna have to pay off less of it. Right. But is that so? If that's their insanity. Goal, but if yeah. that's their goal, then it's to keep you wanting them too, though. Oh sure. Yeah. So oh, it yeah. keeps you in a place yeah. where you have to be on their oh, kind yeah. of welfare plan. Yeah. It might be a nice welfare plan, uh-huh. right. but you're still on their welfare plan. You don't have any yeah. money that you've saved up. You don't have any control. Buy a house with a pool. Take know, a higher mortgage loan. Right. This is what I was yeah. thinking about. It's like, okay, how is it that the government? who has been in control of the economy has ruined it so bad that a supposed educated person can't even make it till they can buy a house. Yeah. <laughs> How do you, that's yeah. why I'd be like, you have to well, get this back. It's like Reagan, you know, the, the scariest words in the English language are, you know, I'm here from the government. I'm here to help you. And I'm trying and I, yeah, I, that just, I just don't understand how we've let that happen. I, I, the I just, other thing, go ahead, Pastor. I just want to add to that. Yeah. You just said, I just don't understand how we let that happen. And that's that we need to underline that. Yeah. We let that happen. We did. Yeah. We yeah. did. That's right. Okay. We We've did. let this happen. It's been 100, 120 years or, yeah. or so of letting the government take over stuff. I don't exactly know when the Pell Grants and the student loans started, but we've been letting them take over the government. The 80s, early 80s. And then when they started saying, hey, we will help you get through college, we let them do that. We mm-hmm. let them. And they said, and, and like, we should have said no. And so, and the it's thing is, our is, responsibility. Yeah. And the thing is, is technically speaking, since we let them open these loans, they are free to cancel them. Right. Right. No, that's we, exactly we, we right. We let them do this. Right. It's stupid. Yeah. It's foolish. It's suicide. Yeah. But we let them do this, and now they can they can cancel these us. Yeah. The other thing, keep in mind, all these the, the high cost of um, universities and colleges, too. Um, a great book, A Fail You. We, yeah, we, we interviewed uh, that guy. Uh, remember that? On the show Way back four years ago, yeah. Um, I mean, Charlie Sykes. Um, the, the, the amount of bloat yep. at colleges is insane. So yeah. since the 70s, colleges have increased over 1,000%. Over 1,000%. Right. Right. The cost of tuition. Yeah. yeah. And, and what else is increased is the pools. Yep. On, on campus. Yep. The Lazy River. LSU yep. has a $50 million Lazy River. Yeah, I think Apparently, WSU right across the border here has the largest jacuzzi, I think, on the, the West Coast. That's just wow. nasty. <laughs> <laughs> That's just nasty. I've been in it. Uh, no! With my family. No! Oh, man. You know, Christmas vacation. I, I think it was 81 when you start seeing the climb in college prices. It was like 93 when they started doing... And, and notice. Yeah. notice. No, it was Department of Education in the yeah. 70s where you the, started thinking no, 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 The I, government comes in yeah. and says, money. Yeah. Free money. That's what and what happens? Yeah. Prices go up because they're yeah. like... 
hey, look at this. We yep. can just keep getting money, keep getting yeah. money. And the government's, oh, yeah, we got to pay for it. It's got education. Yep. It's for the children. But see, that's what I'm going to say. So the part of it is that this is going to flip at some point oh, to right. where the government starts owning the colleges and they start telling them what their prices are going to be. Yep. Because yep. they already have they all will. the money yep. that yep. they're giving yep. to them anyway. Yep. It doesn't stay at the point where we're just, we're just going to control right. the debt. It's going to switch and move over to the fact that we own the colleges or that's we're right. controlling right. the colleges yeah. in and the And we're going to tell them what they have to do and what they yeah. teach. And so riddle me this. How are they going to work with each student graduate who graduates with a hundred thousand dollars and is making, let's say, seventy thousand? Who graduates with a hundred? Yeah, a hundred thousand dollars in debt. debt. Okay, yeah. And then let's say starts off with a job of a hundred thousand dollars. How are they going to work with that student to make sure they're getting their five percent back after that weird calculation of, indiscre- of discretionary income? This is a du- the du- IRS. Oh, oh yeah. bro, don't even. Yeah, seventy-eight thousand agents. Eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. Oh. Eighty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's worse than I thought. <laughs> you know, right, this is why New St. Andrews College. That's right. Takes not one, one federal cent penny from the federal government. Yeah. Um, did you guys see Ben Merkel's thing today? No. Um, I'm going to read it to you. I'm just going to read it to you. Ooh. In a bold move, New St. Andrews College President Dr. Ben Merkel has announced this morning his decision to subtract 10 pounds off the total weight of all Americans making less than $200,000 annually. The decision comes after a good bit of back and forthing amongst college staff and advisors, many of whom pushed for forgiveness of up to 50 pounds. Other popular alternatives include a plan to forgive 10 years of age for all Americans age 40 or older, uh-huh. an initiative to subtract 20 degrees from the temperatures of summer in Texas or Arizona, or even a proposal to add three inches of height to all men hired oh. by the IRS oh. over the next 18 months. Ooh. One particularly ambitious initiative would have required the owners of electric cars be referred to as, quote, devastatingly handsome. Dr. <laughs> Merkel balked at this and would only go so far as scrumptious. Unfortunately, this concession failed to close the deal. Whilst objections were voiced that the rank of small college president has no authority over the bulk of objective reality and the forgiveness of 23 billion tons of American poundage Mm. is far outside his authority. Dr. Mergel answered with cool reason saying, pshaw, watch me. (laughs) <laughs> Ever forward-looking Dr. Merkel is planning to declare next that chocolate milk will always be free, that all the radar guns of the Idaho Highway Patrol may only be pointed at the moon, and that he has permanent dibs on shotgun, regardless of who claims they already called it. Uh. Meanwhile, students at NSA continue to pay their own bills. Oh! <laughs> Facts. Yeah. Uh, you want to tell us about bubble construction now, too? Oh, sure, I can. <laughs> Stop sending your hard-earned money to companies that hate you. It's time to build a Christian economy. Bubble Construction Inc. is literally doing just that. This is how you take back the that's right the, the, the economy. That's just right. you build your own stuff, you do your own stuff, keep your own money for all of your construction needs. Partner with Bubble Construction Inc. today for any project in California, Nevada, Washington, or Idaho. Contact Austin Bobo at a Bobo. That's a b o b o at boboconstructioninc.com or visit the website at boboconstructioninc.com. Louisville detective pled guilty in the case regarding uh, to that's Brianna 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 Taylor's killing. So I woke up this morning to that headline from the Wall Street Journal. Okay. And I was blown away to see like, okay, I haven't heard much about this case. What's going on? Well, the detective Kelly Goodlett is one of the four former Louisville Metro Police Department officers charged by the Justice Department earlier this month in the connection with the 2020 raid on Miss Taylor's uh, apartment to execute a search warrant. By pleading guilty to one account of conspiracy in a federal court in Louisville on Tuesday, she became the first person convicted as a result of the federal 
state investigations. In her plea agreement, Miss Goodlett, she agreement, a plea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Miss Goodlett, thirty five. Yeah, guilty. That's right. usually what you got going on. Right, there. right. Uh, she, who's thirty five years old, admitted that she worked with another detective, Joshua Jaynes, to present false information to a judge mm. to obtain a search warrant for which they lacked proper cause. Enter Mar-a-Lago. Miss <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Jaynes wrote in the affidavit that. Mr. James, I'm sorry, wrote an affidavit that he had verified with a postal inspector that a target of a drug investigation was receiving packages. That was the whole thing, right? Mm. At Mr. Taylor's, at Mrs. Taylor's home and allegations that Miss Goodlett said she and Mr. James knew were false. Okay. Mm. Um, Interesting. So, well, I, I do want to say that this is coming from the Department of Justice, <laughs> who um, right now is doing a kangaroo trial in Michigan. Who right now um, about the governor Whitmer? About governor Whitmer, uh, who has lost multiple cases for that, and who also uh, falsified, possibly falsified, warrant information from Mar a Lago. Uh, no. Okay, so you're saying, saying you can't trust the fact that she signs an affidavit saying that she actually committed? I I believe conspiracy? that what they did well, was highly a, possible. Yeah, no, I. But I think Gabe's point is they also signed an affidavit to get the search warrant to begin with to get her. Yeah. So, so, so they've done it both. No, they got to they go after her too, and they got to get a search warrant I, to go after her. I mean, I, I mean, I think. But on falsified information, I'm just saying it's. I, like, I, I nobody's think, played guilty to that yet. Yeah. <laughs> let me just. Let I'm me, saying, let's just for the sake of argument, let's just say, yeah, she she pled guilty. She falsified she really a did. document to go in, and they killed Brianna Taylor. I'm happy to say that. Yeah, yeah. I'm just skeptical from Department of Justice to FBI, all over the place right now. I mean, they're, they're well. That's they're my cray-cray. point. Uh, today, a whistleblower came out with the FBI reporting to Senator Ron Johnson saying that he was told not to investigate the Hunter Biden laptop um, issue. He yeah. said, go slow. Walk that out slowly. But here, here's, here's what's been interesting for me. Well, it's Sam Harris knew that. <laughs> That's what I, I was going to say that, too. Yeah. It was an asteroid, bro. Uh, here's what's been interesting for me. Yeah, I want to hear what you want to say. It's that we have seen in the last two years particularly our legal department, legal system completely collapse on good people. The police, yeah. the FBI, yeah. uh, our local police, yeah. uh, citizens, citizens yeah, yeah. just just collapse on us. Yeah. But I don't think it came out of nowhere. I think this has been going on. The Baptists? <laughs> okay. <laughs> we didn't listen to them. Yeah, we should have listened, listened to them. To them. Yeah. Uh, it's been going on to a minority group of people who don't have necessarily the same amount of impact socially. Or financially yeah. to say something. Yeah. So they mobbed together and they misdiagnosed the situation. Yeah. They said it is a black problem and they didn't ring the bell like they should have. They should have said we have a problem legally that is treating people in a particular way where they don't have any defenses against it. So that they can go ahead and make their cases uh, about you without you being able to say, well, how do, uh, how do, how do I argue uh, against uh, affidavit? Uh, hold on a sec. So, so uh, it, you know, okay. uh, it's been a long day. I'm a, I'm a pastor. <laughs> I've, I've been listening to people all day. And I, like, so, wait, wait. I think the social justice movement told us to look at Breonna Taylor and say it's because she's black. Okay. 
And I think instead they should have said, look at look at the Breonna Taylor situation with a biblical perspective and ask yourself, is this is how we should treat people over drugs? That the situation that God. has happened. God. Get a no-knock warrant to come in with to someone go get a no -knock who's got marijuana should, in their house should we, have Eric, yeah. should we have choked Eric Garner out over the fact that he was yeah, trespassing in cigarettes? cigarettes? Right, right. I mean, I, I think that right. there's been situations that have gone on right. to say this is this this type of setup has not treated people well. Right. And right. it's not going to end with us. It's going to go to everybody else. And so so then all of a sudden we start seeing, yeah. they start saying, hey, where are the videotapes? It's like, guys, you're making this a racial issue. And we looked at it saying, investigating. No, it's not because he was black. And we didn't care about anything else. Right. Yeah. We stopped there right. because we start looking at it with the lenses they told us to look at it with yeah. instead of having a very objective standard about, to get the root of about the God's law and say, yeah. wait a second, why right. are you guys doing this without it? This is why justice is supposed to be blindfolded. It, we, yeah. we, we, un we took our blindfolds off and took right. the social right. justice glasses right. and started looking at it and said, no, yeah. you're wrong. And That's we gave good. it back to them. You know what that is? I mean, that is a play yeah. to be God. Yeah. That's sure. fundamentally what it is. It's like we can we can figure this out. We've got we've got the decoder glasses. Yeah. And we can tell the main thing that's going on wrong is these power disparities and color of skin or power or whatever. Yeah. Right. Rather than saying, no, no, no. God knows. Yeah. And he's given us tools. That's right. And yeah. the tools are found in the word. And it's the same standard, black, white, male, female, right. rich, poor, doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Same standard, equal weights and measures. And we're starting to feel the heat of it now because we're seeing yeah. the, the IRS. And now we're in this mess where we we're don't know. And it's like, you know, which affidavit is true? Right. You know, who's right. paying who? And so we, and the whole thing is out of a mess because mm. we're not having an objective standard of how we should view this. Oh. It's, it's bad. That's, that's that's good, Knox. That's a good point. I wish we had more time to talk about that. But now it's time for time, the song. Beer and song. Okay. It's, it's Psalm 134 is the song of the day. We're going to be singing this in Nashville. I mean, Knoxville. Yeah. October Six through the eighth yeah. at the conference. Aaron yep. Snell is going to be leading this. Yes, this, this is a canon uh, of Psalm 134 that uh, Dr. David Erb uh, wrote, and we like to sing it in a canon. And uh, it's beautiful. And uh, Aaron Snell is going to going to lead us in it. Behold, bless ye the Lord, all ye servants of the Lord, which by night stand in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord, the Lord that made heaven and earth. Bless thee out of Zion. I uh, told my son to go read his Bible one time, and he picked that chapter. And read it, and I was like, "Dude, that you didn't read your Bible very long." He's like, "Yeah, I read Psalm 134." Yeah, <laughs> it's such a short chapter. Anyway, this is a very simple Psalm in some ways, but I think it's actually really profound. Uh, the Psalm only has three verses, as you, as your son, son figured out. Figured <laughs> out. He's, he's, short like, chapter. I've been reading my Bible, Dad. <laughs> so you know, Psalm 117's only got one verse. Yes, yeah. The first verse is a call for all the servants of the Lord to bless the Lord, specifically those who stand by by night. In the house of the Lord, uh, which is interesting. It, what yeah, are you doing standing night, in, yeah. in, in, in nighttime? Um, this would be a call to all of God's people, but specifically those Levites. They're actually armed Levites who are charged with guarding the house of, the, of God in the Old Testament. Uh, in the New Testament, the equivalent would be pastors and elders, the shepherds of the flock of God called to guard the flock. But this really is a call to all Christians. All through the New Testament, it says, be watchful, stand guard. Be strong. Be on the lookout for your enemy lurks, looking for whom he may devour. Verse 2 tells us that the blessing is to be done with lifted hands. So we're to bless the Lord. And then verse 2 says we're to bless the Lord with lifted hands in the sanctuary. Or some notes suggest it could be translated in holiness. And I think both ways work. Mm -hmm. And this reminds us of Paul's admonition to Timothy that he wanted men everywhere praying, lifting holy hands without wrath or doubting. And this is a warning to us all. What have you been doing with your hands, those hands that you are lifting? What have you been writing? 
on the internet? What kind of work have you been doing? Have you been acting out of anger or fear? Our, our hands are to be holy. Mm. But the only way to have holy hands, ultimately, is to lift them toward God's holiness. Mm. Lift them to God so that he can cleanse them and sanctify them, like he sanctified and cleansed the lips of Isaiah. Finally, the psalm ends with the striking call for the Lord to bless all those who have blessed the Lord. So bless the Lord, lift up your hands, the Lord bless you. All those who have lifted their hands towards God's holiness. Bless them. Bless them. So think of this psalm as gearing up for battle. Who is this psalm for? All those who stand by night, guarding the house of God. All those who stand guard for the holiness of God, for the truth of God, for the goodness of God. But those who stand guard for God's holiness need to be holy themselves. That means we have to be a people on guard against our own sin, our own bad attitudes, our own wrath and doubting. Yes. You can't go to war with sin, with sin eating at your heart. You can only go to battle in holiness, and you can only have holy hands if your hands are lifted in praise. But if your hands are lifted in praise, God's blessing rests upon you and upon them, and we can go into the fray with joy and courage. Amen. Mm. Cheers. Cheers to the king. Cheers. Beer and songs. Happy beer and songs, yes. guys. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. Oh, we have James White coming on. Friday. 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 Oh, looking yep. forth. It was supposed to be tomorrow. I know. All right. <laughs> as long as his uh, daughter Summer doesn't have a baby. Uh, be praying for Summer and yeah. Eric. Jesus. Oh, no. they're, baby they're close. Time. They're close. Yeah. This Cheers. is Cross Politic. Lift up your heart in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Home. It's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. We are Chris Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country. Have you thought about a move? Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first. Or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide. Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy. Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations, the world's largest classical Christian homeschooling community. I'm launching a new podcast, Refining Rhetoric. If you like cross-politics or just listen to hear what crazy stuff they're saying today, you will enjoy Refining Rhetoric. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform. I practice the 15 tools of learning by interviewing great guests, looking at current events, and talking about cryptocurrency.